David also said, your word, say your word, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. <clears throat> I watched that, and we know it's a fact. It's a scriptural fact, Job twenty-two twenty-eight through 30. <clears throat> to decree a thing. And light will shine on the way and the thing that I have decreed. On the thing you have decreed. <clears throat> Our words are creative in nature because they're made in the image of God. Your words are creative because you're made in the image of God. So the words we speak either release light or they release darkness. At one point, I believe it was James, he says, how can out of the same spout come blessing and cursing? It's kind of like an oxymoron to have blessing and cursing coming out of the same spout. Makes me a little suspicious of my faucets. <laughs> Although when they do a lot of chlorine in the city mains, don't you love that smell when you, or that taste when you get that hit of chlorine? ruh -roh. There's nothing wrong with that. So our words are creative. And the things we say, either they have a creative power to them. See, here's the, the thing. That before we got saved, our words primarily facilitated death of some, some nature. Jesus said, if you then being evil know how to give good things to your children. So he's saying, he's quantifying something that even those things that are of us say of us. They've come out of us. Children are the result of what has come out of us. And they are of us by DNA. Amen? You're our words now. And that's why the importance of the word of God can't be minimized. His word, Jesus said in John 17, when he was praying to the Father. You know, the Our Father is related to as the Lord's Prayer in many circles. But it was a better way to really appraise it, it, it was the Lord's example of prayer, an example of prayer. But the Lord's prayer is really found in John 17. Father, make them one as you and I are one. <laughs> Amen. Lord, the ones you have given me are clean because of the word that has been spoken to them. Wow. You and I need to put a greater value and price tag on the importance of the eating the word. What's the word do? As Pastor Carl had said, it, it cleans us. It cleans us. Transforms us. Hallelujah. There was a, uh, a singer back in the 60s named Barry McGuire. One song he did was called The Eve of Destruction. Very popular song back in the days. 
he got saved in the Jesus movement and the outpouring. And I remember hearing him on a radio broadcast, and he said uh, he was rehearsing and sharing with the audience uh, what his encounter and discussion with a dialogue with a, a person that was yet to be converted. And the guy said, man, you Christians, man, you're, you have to understand the culture in the day. Man, you Christians, man, you, you're brainwashed. And he said, his response was, you're absolutely right. But the difference between us and you is we've chosen who we want to wash our brains. I thought it was great. I never forgot it, so that was another thing the Lord put in there. On your announcements, before we go into the short message today, <laughs> by faith, there's a declaration that I would encourage you to, if you want to grab more, grab more. Put one in your car, put one on your mirror, put one on your refrigerator. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as you and I decree the word of God, it builds faith into us. And we're more affirmed of who we are because of whose we are. So read this together with me. I am a disciple. Uh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're reading. I am a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can't hear you guys. Come on now. God's love is shed abroad in my heart by his spirit that abides in me. I am an active and fruitful ambassador of the kingdom of God, spreading the seed of the gospel everywhere we go. I believe that my actions and my words will influence the lives of those around me. That influence will be the fragrance of Christ in all I do and say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Carol, the Lord, more importantly, through her vessel, the Holy Spirit, emphasizing something that it's time for the prayer warriors again. It's always a time for prayer warriors. But to come into that place that we are ready to do war in prayer. And much of prayer, some of the uh, most well, uh, highly impact intercessors have been travel had traveled the world with Reinhard Monkey. We've met Sus Suzette Hatting from Germany, who was uh, one of Reinhardt's chief intercessors for the Crusades. And then we had at Good News Rachel Hickson from England who her and her husband traveled with Reinhard Bunke and took care. They were responsible with the organizing of crusades and the intercessory prayer. All over the world. Say all over the world. My mom used to say, show me your friends and I'll tell you what you are. So I'm, we are blessed. and We count ourselves blessed to have had people of this stature in our lives and in, and in fact, and affecting this church investing into this congregation because not only if you weren't there in those meetings the things that were invested into this house in the spirit they're still here 
because the realm of I am is the eternal now. So you can say, Lord, whatever uh, <laughs> the blessing and the, the authority and the anointing and the light that has come through the vessels that have attended and ministered at this house, that now I'm part of this house, Lord, thank you that I have access in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for supernatural downloads. <laughs> come on. <laughs> so you are a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God's love is in you. Hallelujah. It's been shed abroad in your heart by his spirit has been given to you. You are an active and fruitful ambassador of the kingdom of God. You are spreading the seed of the gospel everywhere you go. You do believe, in case you don't know it, <laughs> you do believe that your actions and words will influence the lives of those you encounter. And that influence will be, as Paul wrote, the fragrance of life to some, but unfortunately, the fragrance of death to others. There will be those who will reject us and reject our message, reject what we bring to them. Remember that? Well, I tell you, when that, that message that day, I've never done it before, but I've watched it a few times already. But when Georgia was sitting here, but I, it hit me like a, like another level of revelation of the, the reality of eternity walking past, eternity walking past this person. It hit me, man, I tell you what. And I thought with that, whew, the love of God has been shed broad in my heart by my His Spirit. I am an ambassador. Therefore, I have a commission and mission and assignment to minister to the love of God everywhere my foot drives. Yeah, we love that we said it today. Uh, we're heirs of Abraham, right? The oath swore to Abraham is ours. Hallelujah. It's a pretty good deal. What was the part of that inheritance and that oath? Everywhere your foot drives, I'll give you. <laughs> Everywhere my foot trods. Hallelujah. I can claim for the kingdom of God, and I can have the kingdom manifest out of me. Anyway, turn to Matthew nine thirty-five to 37, please. The love of the Father expressed through Jesus, his son. Let's take a glimpse. Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 37. <laughs> Whew, hallelujah. I, d I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm sure about you. Whew, I'm just whelmed and flooded today with eternity <laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people As he is, so are we in the world. 
as he is, so are we in the world. Now, the thing that's interesting about Jesus, Jesus had the spirit without measure, the Bible teaches us. But we have received the Holy Spirit in measure. But the measure, the only limitation you and I have is the faith in the word of God. Ignorance of the word of God limits us from being the stewards and the ambassadors at a greater level. Nobody in here is better than the next person. We're equal. We're family. We're living cells, living stones built upon one another. Amen? We have different responsibilities in the kingdom, different functions, but everyone's precious and necessary. So if our, our Lord and Master went about all the cities and villages teaching their synagogues, of course, that was his vocation, but everywhere you are employed or your vocation that is your pulpit every place your foot trods is a pulpit for you hallelujah amen say everywhere my foot trods i have authority i have responsibility to release the kingdom if people need to get healed Say it. If people need to get healed, I'm ready, willing, and able to lay hands on them. Yes. Kayla's smiling like the Cheshire cat. You had an you had an opportunity this past week, right? Are you brave enough to share it? Rise, Lazarus. Just share this real quick. Tell me what happened. So I was at work. And there was an old man that fell in the parking lot. So my manager and I helped him up. And as he was walking to his car, it was like God was pulling me to him saying, you got to pray for him right now. So I walked him to his car. And when he got in, he had his left leg hanging out because his left knee was what he like rolled on. So I'm talking to him, making conversation, and I ask him, I'm like, can I pray for you? And he looked at me with tears in his eyes, and he's like, of course you can. So I have my hand, one hand on his knee and the other one hand holding his hand, and then another customer comes up, and he kneels down, and he puts his hand on my shoulder and another hand on the, the guy, and we just started praying for him together, and it was, like, it was so empowering, and it felt so good. Yes! Yes. Now, how, when did you give your, your life to Jesus, Kayla? The end of August. Woo. That's what I'm talking about. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Shakata <laughs> labenge. Ah, you can know what Jesus felt like when the 70 came back and they started to tell him of the works and the things that they were accomplishing in his name. And like Carol said, he began to rejoice in the spirit. Praise God. The dance. Hallelujah. Father, I am grateful that you have not revealed these things to the wise, but to babes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So he 
Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing. I'm going to say preaching the gospel of the kingdom is you and your Christian walk on a daily basis being ever ready. <laughs> being ready to share the, something with anybody. Ready to minister the love of God. It's not only through words. It can be through acts of kindness. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Acts of kindness. Go out of your way. It's interesting. In one of the parables, Jesus is saying, hey, listen. If somebody asks you for your, for your cloak or your tunic, give them your cloak also. Now, there were things in the Roman law back then, and, and if somebody asked you to go a mile, a Roman citizen could ask a Jew to carry his goods for a mile. That was part of the law in that day. So Jews, in a sense, the Jewish people were slaves, as it were, required by Roman law to carry things for a mile. So Jesus says, if they ask you to carry something for a mile, carry it too. Why? Why would he even say such things? Why would he say, give the cloak also? Because when you fulfill the law, that's all you've done. But when you go the extra mile, you are fulfilling the law of love and the law of grace. The first mile, they were the required slaves, so to speak, obligated to the Roman citizen. The second mile, they were the, let me say it this way. The first mile, they were the servant of the Roman. The second mile, the Roman became servant to them. They were fulfilling the law on that first mile. What was expected. But when they took that load, I'll, I'll take you another mile. Now, the Roman citizen by faith and by grace and by divine law, became their servant. How? By the law of love taking them the next mile. So you and I got some stuff. We got some stuff, y'all. We're carrying. Tell your neighbor, we're carrying. But when he saw the multitudes, verse 36, please, Tim. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Moved with compassion for them. Well, because they were like sheep having no shepherd. And I put in italics here, yet they had religious leaders. The people had religious leaders, but they didn't have shepherds. Same is true in the body of Christ today. There are leaders in the body of Christ, but are they shepherds? I got pretty obvious revelation for you. Shepherds smell like sheep. They're supposed to. But sometimes we get into these circles. I am the man of God. 
I need to be separated from the people. Well, there's a legitimacy to that in preparation. Say preparation. Because you don't need to have all the activities and the problems get before you get into ministering by the Spirit or the Word. But afterwards, it should be like, let me, let me brush you. Glory to God. Jesus wasn't untouchable. Well, this is for those of you who are watching online. Wherever you are across the world, don't be untouchable if you're a leader. Serve God and serve his people. Smell like his people. Anyway, that was free. Verse 37, then he said to his disciples, say disciples. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. (sighs) Father, in the name of Jesus. You know, it's a good place to start in prayer is being honest. God, I don't have enough compassion. I'm not cognizant of the compassion that Jesus was moved with. Would you grace me with that compassion for people? Start there. Amen. Then, Father, in the name of Jesus... Lord, raise up those who will go into the harvest. And as Isaiah in in chapter 6, when he was brought before your presence, and he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up in the temple, and his train filled it, glory to God. And I said, I'm a man of unclean lips. And you sent your angel to bring a hot coal and put it on my lips, glory to God. Because then I could speak the oracle of God. Shaka. And then you asked a question, Father. You said, who shall we send? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me. Holy man of God had this vision where he encountered, saw the Lord in the temple. I am undone. (laughs) think about it this way you and I have uh, an example in the Bible the New Testament Paul the apostle who was a Christian killer responsible for many Christians being persecuted incarcerated or killed he was there when Stephen went down held the cloak and God said, I, he's going to serve me. He wouldn't have been the guy you and I would choose. But he loved God so much as a Pharisee that he thought this movement of Jesus being the Messiah and this movement called the way was, gonna, it was an attack against Judaism. And all because of everything he understood to be true. And listen, this will help you with interacting with other leaders, even from denominational expressions, expressions. They view things about the word from their perspective. 
And it's only their perspective that they have to relate to. That's the only point of reference they have. The only point of reference Paul had was Judaism. Anything else would be blasphemous or, or, or heresy. But God saw, this man is sold out to me. He's totally wrong. <laughs> but if I can set him right, which I can do, <laughs> I have a way of convincing Paul that I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> Boom! Knocked off his horse <laughs> on the way to Damascus. Floods him with his glory and his light. And it always amazes me. Paul doesn't have a hard time adding this up. Now, he's doing what he's got letters to do to go to Damascus and arrest Christians or incarcerate them or kill them. He's got the paperwork. I'm on God's business. I'm doing God's business. Pow! And the people that were with him heard a voice and it sounded again like thunder. What is the first thing that comes out of Paul's mouth with this encounter? Who art thou, Lord? There ain't no question God's in this. Amen. Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Oh. Oh. That doesn't sound good. This can't be good. I'm knocked off my horse. I can't even see because of this light. Now you tell me you're Jesus? Why do you kick against the goads? Like Job, he just, I'm not going to see him. You're Jesus. Oh, boy. You're Jesus. Whew. The one they said was rose from the dead. You're the one Stephen was testifying about. I watched them stone him to death. I was guilty of it. Wait, what's I can't see. Something's on my eyes. I can't see. What's on my eyes? Go to Damascus. To a place called Straight. And wait for the man I'll send to you. I need my friends... Please take me to a street called Straight in Damascus. He can't see. We need the Bible to come alive. Try that. Try being blind for three days. 
on purpose? How about doing it for just half a day? Blind to yourself. What, what does a, a blind person feel like? How about a person that had their sight and now no longer has it? He was moved with compassion. But every blind person saw, every deaf person heard, the lame walked, the lepers were cured, because he had the heart of the Father. He was fulfilling Isaiah 61 and Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, the recovery of sight to the blind. To open prison doors to set captives free. <sighs> Hallelujah. To comfort all who mourned, those who mourn in Zion, give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness, that they would be oaks of righteousness, the planning of the Lord that he should be glorified. That's what floated Jesus' boat. <laughs> He knew who he was, and we need to know who we are. How many believe this is God, God's answer to society? He is the Word made flesh. The Word made was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, glorious of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. So then we, here we are, flesh beings, human spirit beings, in a human, having a human experience without God. And our eyes are opened to see who the Savior is and see our need of him. And then we receive him. And we're miraculously made a new species on the inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the works that I do, you shall do also and greater because I go to my father. But the one thing that's true that, and Paul picks up on it, and we talked about it, the love of God. I just don't mind preaching with my eyes closed. This is pretty cool. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by his spirit that's been given to us. But I present to you something that build this into your, to your mindsets, into your hearts. We cannot minimize the importance of reading and studying the word. A lot of times we, we love the gospels because we see a quick excerpt of genealogy in Matthew of how it proves that he is the Messiah and of the lineage of David. We read through the four Gospels and we see different aspects of how they saw the Messiah and interacted with him, what they saw him do. Right? And then he looks at you and I and he says, 
My father is building a family. And the, everywhere your foot trods now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't finish this part. That's where I was. He, the word, made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, here we are. And I say it this way. The flesh via the new birth becoming the word. He is the word made flesh. So that now flesh can be being made the word. <laughs> Glory to God. I hope you're getting that. He is the word made flesh that you and I and humanity, the flesh can now be made, be being made the word in flesh. Hallelujah. I don't know what you come to do, but I come to praise the Lord. I don't know what you come to do, but I come praise the Lord, y'all. Here, Jesus is giving his disciples a command to pray to God, asking him to send laborers into his harvest. So a question that we need to ask ourselves is, so as his disciple now, are we diligently praying this way? As it slip through the cracks, is it off our radar? Probably is. But faith comes how? And what does the word do? All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, and correction, and training in righteousness. For what purpose? That the man or woman of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. So part of our work, guys, especially in this hour, like never before, is this being on our radar and part of our assignment in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's not about all our needs, guys. There's a place that you and I are going to come to when we realize that all our needs are met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's not just a promise. It's a reality. Oh, that's what happens when a seed comes into its full, full mature maturation. See, the word of God is seed, and it comes planted into us. But how do we get that seed to be something you and I can eat the fruit of? There is where the tension comes in. That's where the contention comes in by the devil. He doesn't want the seed. He doesn't want you sitting in here today. I commend you for coming. I commend you for coming into the courts of the king and coming to a place where you can hear the word being preached or taught. Through various vessels. Amen. Amen. I was getting taught and educated by the Holy Ghost. As Pastor Carol is ministering to the heart of the Father. Yeah. Amen. The song service. That stuff in Revelation 1. He was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Hallelujah. So where's my faith going to work? To be in the spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's the cool thing. God doesn't limit it to just the Sabbath. You can be in the spirit on the Lord's day, seven days a week. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, but pastor, I work. Who gives a rip? God has you on a divine assignment. He's providing for you. He's blessing you in that vocation. Don't ever call it a Don't complain about where you're working. Believe God for increase and believe him for promotion. 
Hallelujah. Because until you love what he's given you and place into your life, he can't promote you. We have to have a heart of gratitude in what he's given us in our assignments in life. Hallelujah. It's then that I had that experience as a pipe fitter and minister doing two jobs. And it wasn't until I got to the place that said, Lord, if I never get into that place where I can full time do just ministry, I promise you I will be the best pipe fitter I can be as well. Best minister, best pipe fitter. If Paul can make tents, I can hang pipe. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, you don't need that load. Well, apparently I did. Hallelujah. You know why? Part of the motivation, just being honest. We didn't want to prostitute the ministry. We didn't want to overdo people with finances. I'm just being honest with you. I was turned off by charlatans. But yet the Bible says, he who lives by the word, he who preaches the gospel should live by it. There's authority in the word. There's provision in the word. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not saying yay me. Because let me share something with you. Every one of you are called to be an ambassador. Hallelujah. What is your first vocation in life? Say ambassador. Now, wherever you go in your vocation, what is your second vocation? Wherever you do, whatever you're doing and God's providing for you. Engineer. Hallelujah. What's your first calling, Albert? Worshiper. Ambassador. Hallelujah. What's your second calling, Albert? Electrical engineer. Husband. Oh. Husband, <laughs> son, <laughs> but electrical engineer everywhere his foot trots. Remember now he goes right now. He's working at Salem power plant, but everywhere Albert walks, every person he's walking past eternity is walking past those people. That's a lot of responsibility. Tell your neighbor, we have a lot of responsibility. Thank you, Kayla, for just just jumping in. I, that, that's a, see, it's the faith of a child, and I'm not calling you a child, but Jesus said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in. I want that kind of faith. Like, okay, this is what they, this is what I've seen, this is what I'm hearing. Let's do it. Hallelujah." And then I had I, Kate didn't tell me that part. And then somebody comes up and prays, stands with you in prayer. How cool is that? Well, did they attend good news? Yes, they attended the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. I don't know if they believe the same way. Apparently they do. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to get you out of here. Here, Jesus, again, is giving his disciples a command to pray to God, asking him to send laborers into his harvest. So as his disciples, are we diligently praying this way? And if not, why not? The good news is that we can start today to obey the commands of our Lord Jesus in this regard. Amen. Amen. 
Last verse for today, John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me. <laughs> but I chose you and appointed you that you should go, not park, go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That's what getting a grip on the basics is all about. Getting, exercising that tool, reading the word, getting, bring paper Bibles for getting a grip. I mean, electronics are cool. There ain't nothing like the paper, guys. There ain't nothing like the paper. <sighs> electronics, let me just say it this way. They can be anointed because you have it and everything else. But there's something about that paper that absorbs moisture. Say paper, absor paper absorbs moisture. Man, and as you are going, let your finger do the walking through the white pages. That John 1, 1 John 2, 20 says you have an anointing from the Holy One. So as you, as a son and daughter, are turning the pages in, on paper, this paper literally is absorbent of moisture. Say moisture. And the anointing has a texture to it. You pick up your... How many in here can testify of this? I know Carol will say it, and I do it. If you give me a Bible, it's like a brand one out of the case. I'm... It just don't, it's a good, it's a Bible. Amen. But when I pick up this thing, convenient. Oh, oh. Serious as a heartbeat. There's an anointing on this. And it's because it's being held by and stewarded by one of God's, one of God's anointed ones. One of his sons. It's the same true with you, with paper. I'm telling you what, paper. These are convenient. They're cool. But when you get into this, guys. What happens if the electric goes out? Now what? Oh, I can't get on my Bible app. Rutro, what am I going to do now? You're going to have to go to the paper. You, yes, you can. I can feel it. Ah, say, mm. nothing like a Bible burr. Yeah. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. 
Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things. Next verse. These things I command you. That you love one another. It's because of love. Because of love, the Father within the family of God has put in place Ephesians 4.11 ministry not to be adored, to be respected for their work's sake. But, you know, the, the empowerment, the, the anointing for you through the fivefold, the anointing for you for the fivefold is directly connected to your faith and love expressed in praying for the vessels. In First Timothy two, we're exhorted and instructed to pray for all those in authority. Well, is there a greater authority on the earth than spiritual authority? Is there a greater authority in creation than spiritual authority? Well, doesn't it make sense that we pray for those that are standing in offices that are affecting our life? I don't know about you, but I pray for my bride when she's cooking. I'm going to have to eat that stuff. And she goes to shopping. I, she's a good cook. But you know what I'm saying? We don't say grace over food because... Just to be holy or be religious. We got to eat this stuff. We got to eat this food. We ain't sure what garden that thing came from. In the name of Jesus, nothing shall by any means harm me. (laughs) We went on a parasite diet. I wouldn't suggest it. One place we ate years ago, and I'm going to close. We were with another ministry couple, and we ate uh, at a restaurant, and we shared brigette. Say brigette. 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 Whatever it is. We almost got, we almost got killed in one Italian delicate, delicate testament. Carol went in. And uh, she said, okay. No, they, were from Italy. they were right homegrown. And she went in and said, can I have some of the prosecuto? <laughs> and they looked at her like they were going to waste her. How could you abort and butcher brosut? And can we have some of the capicola? Capicola? Gabagool. Can't you Italian spell? Can't you English um, interpret? (laughs) Yeah, you met a guns. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I forget where I was. (laughs) Parasite diet. Well, we got home from that meal. And within just days, all of a sudden, the, the floodgates were open. It was not the fast that we had chosen. 
We had no idea what all was going on. But we're still praying Psalm 91. No pestilence shall come near my dwelling. Well, it crept in. (laughs) Under the radar. (laughs) Then we get a call from the wife of the other one. She's a very messianic prophetess of the Lord. And she says, are you guys... She went, you know, Sarah Lawrence School of Business. I mean, she was brilliant. And she went to Holy Ghost School. But she called up and said, you guys, where, are, are you guys okay? And we said, no, we're not. <laughs> what, why? And she's, you know, why are you calling and asking us that? She said, we have had the Montezumas. <laughs> you know, the Montezuma runs. And it's like, what is going on? And she said, do you, you, yeah, we testify too. What did you eat? What did you eat? We all ate Brigitte. So she went to research and she calls back and says, I found it. So what's that? We said, <laughs> and she said, the basil crop was contaminated with human feces. And there was an epidemic in Florida. We happened to be in Florida at that time. You know, on a va- mini vacay. And it was like, oh, there's the culprit. <laughs> so we had to go say process. Remember the Lord gave us believe in the word, the work, the process, and the progress. Well, we had to do all the stuff. But Carol went down to a size zero, I think. I forget how many sizes you drop within a week. An eight to a two. In what time frame? A week and a half. Now, that's, that's not the diet you want, guys. Amen? Please stand. So you pray over your food, right? So even in the word that we, pr- that we, pray, over, we pray over our food, and you always want to be careful that you don't mix, have mixed seed. seed. Mixed seed, or a, don't be careful. How can I say this? You don't want a parasite. Don't let a parasite come into your thinking. Ooh. Make sure bitterness, resentment, all of that. Mixed teaching, a lot of mixed teaching out there well, creeping in. Don't let a parasite come in there, creep in there. <laughs> that's why God raises up local assemblies, get a good meal. Pray over that, you know. Pray over the meal that you received today. The spiritual meal. Yeah, and the thing is, not just pray over it. Listen, guys, it's your, we delivered. Now it's your responsibility to digest it. Back in the Jesus people, we always, you did not come without a notebook. Mm -mm. You came with a notebook and wrote those notes down. And then our homework through the week was we went over and over and digested the word that was taught to us. That's why we were all growing up. Holy Spirit, how does this apply to me? How does it apply to me? Everybody wants to jump on YouTube and jump to this one, that one, and yet they are being fed their meal. And they're not digesting that meal for it to change. You know? And so what we want to do is protect the word, always protect the word. That you receive. Protect the word that you're receiving when you spend time with him. Amen. And that's why get a paper Bible. Mm. 
get a paper Bible if you don't have one. I, I encourage you get an amplified Bible. Yeah, get an amplified Bible. Um, you can get whatever you want. But I'll tell you something. I can pick my Bible up and I can feel the anointing that's in it. When we were blessed to um, to receive Dad Goodwin, and a lot of you don't know him, but Vicki knows of him and different ones, but Dad Goodwin's Bible, that Bible was from 1904. And he studied and studied from that Bible. And we're not going to build a shrine around that. You don't do that. But we were blessed. Oh, yeah. Because you have to know the effect that this gentleman, him and his wife, Mom Goodwin, had in the body of Christ, especially concerning in the Pentecostal circles. We're talking about friends with Smith Wigglesworth, Howard Carter, very close friends, different ones. And they would, they, except Smith never came, but they fellowshiped with him. And I just held that Bible. I picked it up, and I just, I was just trying. It's so old that if you go like this, the pages will, like, yeah. And I just was like, wow. Feeling the intensity of his devotion in the word. That's all I could tell you that I felt the intensity not like oh god what was the revelation oh god what did you see? the intensity of his devotion in the word and i just kind of closed it and i just thought this was a sacred communion between you and him put it on our bookshelf do you have one that is a sacred communion between you and the lord where the anointing, the Holy One inside of you is teaching you mm. as you're handling it. Yeah. That's why we push the paper Bible. Amen. Yeah, let's pray. Father, let just, let's join hands. Let's take each other's hands. Even, yeah, join hands together. Even across the aisle. Yeah, there's no division in here. Uh-uh. Mm. Let's fill in the gaps. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mm. We thank you. Thank you. For making us laborers in your harvest. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you. Yes, compassion for the people. Here, you pray. I'm sorry. Lord, thank you for your compassion, for being so compassionate with us. Because of your love for us. And Lord, as we go into it, live our, as we first of all live our lives at home, may every marriage be blessed. Yes. Every, family. every family unit be blessed. Whew. That your compassion, Father, because of the light of your word and the inspiration of your spirit that we'll start seeing our loved ones and our neighbors, our friends, our co-workers with different eyes, different ears. 
that will be moved with compassion. And we're asking you to send us, as you did with Isaiah. We're clean today because of the word that has been spoken to us, washed with it. May we be carriers of it and witnesses of it in the, and doers of it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, give Jesus praise. Before you leave regarding the bio-identical thing for Thursday night, please do sign up for that.